it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back. Once again, this is Alexander Chester with the Keep Wiener Curve for 32 fans in 32 days. And tonight, we have the 29th ranked Oakland Raiders. And our special guest today is Jaden Watts. Jaden, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Let's uh, start on a nice negative note. The Oakland, uh, Ra- the Oakland Raiders, who, uh, who cost me money in, uh, in the Super Bowl in 2002 uh, when they won 11 <laughs> games... Since then, they have not been above 500. In fact, in the last three years, they've combined to win 11 games. The only two coaches that have managed to win even more than five games in that span, Tom Cable and then the following year, Jackson, both were rewarded by that, uh, Tom Cable and Hugh Jackson, by getting fired immediately thereafter. Now the, now the Raiders bring in yet another coach, Jack Del Rio, a man with a uh, glorious history of great success with other teams. So tell us, Jaden, how are you feeling about the 2015 Oakland Raiders? You know, this, in my opinion, is probably one of the better teams uh, roster-wise since the Super Bowl team, uh, which, you know, you, you think about the Raiders last year, and they're, oh, they went, you know, 3-13 and 13 or whatever, and you're like, yeah, you know, how much better could the roster be? But uh, it's it's looking pretty good. The drafts, you know, Reggie McKenzie has done a great job drafting. Uh, Jack Del Rio, you know, after Dennis Allen, who was just, a complete failure as a coach. Uh, he had never been a head coach before, and it just it did not work out. Uh, Jack Del Rio is, you know, a decent hire. Uh, you know, obviously we would have preferred a Harbaugh or something, but it just didn't work out like that. Um, but you know, as far as the roster goes and the coaching staff put together, it's it's certainly uh, better than what we've had going on since uh, Hugh Jackson left. It's good to hear some confidence there. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Jaden, I was wondering. You know, we usually start with uh, with uh, the ranking, um, yeah. and we uh, we you know we sort of combine our two rankings together. So we mm-hmm. have uh, Oakland at twenty nine. Do you think that's too okay. high, too low? You know, until they prove something, I mean, you can't really put them much higher. On paper, you can put any team anywhere, but uh, until the victories come, then they deserve the ranking they get, really. So I can't I can't disagree with twenty nine. And the, and you know to be fair, this was a team. It's not just that they went three and thirteen, but they really earned that three and thirteen. They uh, they uh, gave up the most points in the league. They had the uh, worst uh, uh, scoring differential in the league, the uh, worst turnover differential in the league. I think their their offense was ranked uh, was ranked either thirty first or thirty second as well. So this was a team with with holes uh, in every single place on the field. Um, there's been a lot of turnover of the roster, but um, when, what I'm looking at is. A lot of uh, you know aging veterans who were who were sent away: Darren McFadden, Maurice Jones-Drew, James Jones, Denarius Moore, uh, you know Matt Schaub, of course, uh, Lamar Woodley, Carlos Rogers. But um, most of what they brought in was you know, with the exception, of course, of Amari Cooper and, and some of the rookies who have potential. They brought in a lot of you know aged retreads, uh, you know Trent Richardson and uh, and Christian Ponder and and uh, you know Dan Williams who has potential, but uh, you know has a uh, his motor is, is questionable sometimes. 
So, so, so tell us what reason you have to be confident that, uh, that this is a, a roster that's much improved. Well, Trent Richardson was just, you know, more of a, a, a low-risk, you know, maybe moderate reward type signing. Uh, the team was hoping to get something out of him. And uh, he's been on the uh, non-football illness uh, list, I believe, since practice started. Uh, originally, people were questioning if it was his weight or not, but the coaching staff has said that it's not a weight issue that he, like he had with the Colts. So that's at least, you know, a decent, good sign. Um, Dan Williams, I'd consider a top 10 or 15 DT. Uh, so, you know, who we had on that line last year um, outside of Tuck was just – you know, it wasn't good um, outside of Justin Ellis, who was a rookie. Um, but, you know, we did have uh, going into 2014 season, we brought in a lot of uh, veterans that, you know, the reasoning behind that was, you know, to change the culture of the team, which, you know, as everybody knows, was then just losing. Losing had become the culture of the team. And, uh, you know, so what Reggie McKenzie wanted to do was bring in these, you know, high character guys that, you know, have found success in the league and to have them kind of rub off on the younger guys. But, you know, outside of, I'd say, Justin Tuck and maybe uh, Donald Penn and, you know, maybe one or two other guys, it just, they didn't work out. Um, so it's easy in hindsight to say, well, they were bad moves. Um, but, you know, it, it wasn't in the long term harmful to the team. And a lot of the guys that McKenzie brought in were, you know, positive on the players. But, uh, you know, obviously the team didn't get a win until week 11 or so. Um, but, you know, uh, Darren McFadden, I think, and, uh, Dennis Allen were the two biggest issues with the team last season. Uh, Darren McFadden was honestly probably the worst starting running back in the NFL last season. And, uh, you know, Trent Richardson is maybe the only argument you can make. Um, and Dennis... <laughs> Trade <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, well, you know, Trent Richardson is currently third on a depth chart, so I'm, I'm okay with it, really. Uh, Are you laughing that the Cowboys think they're going to rely on McFadden? Oh, Matt, I, I, I really, I felt bad for him. You're not you drafting him high in fantasy? Uh, you, you know what? Not this year, no. <laughs> no, um, you know, I saw a lot of people who thought, well, you know, it was the Raiders, you know, bad O-line, bad team. Uh, you know, behind Dallas's O-line, he'll see success. So I'm just like, a lot of us have, you know, have watched him play, and he is, you know, he was great in, uh, you know, 2011, and so he was a very promising back. But he's lost a lot of what made him, you know, effective uh, thanks to injuries, and he's not the same back that he was. So I think, you know, it's going to be a harsh reality if they really do try to depend on McFadden. Yeah, before we go uh, position by position, uh, I want to know, like, what was your and really what was, like, Raider Nation's uh, reaction to signing Del Rio? Because, like, at face value, he's kind of a retread. Usually coaches that get a second chance had more success, or maybe they were a young guy. Like a Mangini type that, you know, yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, like they, they were just too young and maybe they're too young the second time also. Yeah. But like Del Rio had such a long opportunity with the Jaguars and only won one playoff game. Yeah. Well, you know, retreads occasionally work out. I mean, you look at Pete Carroll and you look at, uh, Belichick, but that's mm -hmm. obviously the exception to the rule. But, um, but they were, I mean, but obviously, like just, I mean, it's fair, but. Like they were, they had track record. Like Del Rio never even really had a great track record as a defensive coordinator or anything. That's that's you're right. That's true. Um, the thing is, when you look at Dennis Allen and then you look at Del Rio, you know, there's, it's just it's it's an upgrade in a way that Del Rio knows what he's doing as opposed to Dennis Allen, 
who everybody basically immediately turned on when he sat there and watched Derek Carr crawl off the field in pain without even, you know, doing anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was the, uh, I believe, Dolphins game. And then he was fired like the following week in that bye week. Um, but it's, if you're making a case for Del Rio, I guess, like the fact that he went 68 and 71 with the Jaguars, that's like going 50 games yeah, over with the real team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, I don't even think the Jaguars have really had any success since he left. So, uh, well, you know, there's a lot to contribute to that. Um, I think, you know, I'm hoping that he's learned since he was a previous, you know, previously with the Jaguars and he can bring some of that experience, uh, you know, to the Raiders, which, you know, the Raiders, their coaching staff was very, very young. They're on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Olsen, you know, was a college coach that they brought. I'm sorry, Tarver, not Olsen, was a college coach that they brought in. And uh, Allen, of course, was only a defensive coordinator for like a year or two or something like that. So, uh, you know, Jack Del Rio has experience. And then we got uh, from the Seahawks, you know, their uh, their linebackers coach, and he's you know, he's our defensive coordinator now, and everyone has extremely high praise for him so far. So uh, everybody has really high hopes for, you know, our front seven, really. Uh, the defensive backfield is in question, of course, uh, because it's so young. Uh, our cornerbacks are so young. But uh, Del Rio, you know, outside of Harbaugh, there just didn't seem to be a lot of, you know, options. And, you know, it certainly could have been worse. We could have, you know tried to retain uh, our interim head coach, but uh, I'm, I mean, it's really a wait and see kind of thing. You never really know what you're going to get. So, you know, there's high hopes as it stands that he'll be able to do to us what he did, you know, with the Jaguars, which is at least take us back to a playoff caliber team. All right. So let's, let's take a look at this roster for a second. Let's, uh, let's start at the top with Derek Carr. Now, you know, he had an up and down rookie season, uh, so, some things I thought his, – his numbers weren't great, but I thought something spoke well to him. For example, you know, right off the bat, he, he started all 16 games. Uh, let, me, let me just read you the list of, of quarterbacks who have started all 16 games as a rookie. And um, I think you'll notice something here. It's a, it's, a, it's a short list. we got 14 people in NFL history. Warren Moon, Jim Kelly, Rick Meyer, Peyton Manning, David Carr, Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, Sam Bradford, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Andrew Luck, Geno Smith, and Derek Carr. So, other than the Carr brothers and uh, Geno Smith, and, and I guess Rick Meyer maybe, everybody on that list became a, a legit NFL, NFL quarterback. And you have, you know, a bunch of Hall of Famers, and, and everybody else on that list has uh, been to a Pro Bowl just about. So, you know, that's a positive. Uh, I also think a, a big positive, having played 16 games, unlike his brother, actually, he was only sacked 24 times last year. Yes. And, and the Raiders do not have a good offensive line. So, you know, he, he knows how to get rid of the ball. He only had 12 interceptions. Again, very impressive for a rookie. Um, and now he adds Amari Cooper, uh, you know, on the outside. So, so talk to us a little bit about Derek Carr's development. So I watched Derek actually all the way throughout his college career as well. Uh, same with David. I watched David all the way throughout uh, his college career and his NFL career. And uh, Derek is a very different quarterback than David ever was. You know, their styles are much different. Um, the Raiders' offensive line last season outside of uh, Donald Penn and Gabe Jackson was not strong. People will look at Carr's, you know, uh, sack numbers, and they'll be like, well, the Raiders had a good offensive line, and, you know, it's just, it's not true. Uh, Carr has an excellent release. He gets the ball out quickly. You know, uh, like any rookie, he made some some errors in his judgment last season, which led to the majority of his interceptions. But, uh, you know, he's confident. He's, 
you know, just it was amazing how quickly really he just grabbed the team and, you know, just didn't let go of that starting spot. Um, but, you know, this season, uh, you know, he's looking to be much improved. The big thing about Derek was every year throughout, you know, even his college to his professional career is there have been huge improvements in his play. Uh, so, you know, as far as camp has gone and everything, everybody said he's looked excellent, uh, which, you know, it's obviously it's just camp, so it only means so much. But, uh, yeah, Carr, Carr is definitely the most promising rookie we've had, uh, you know, at the quarterback spot, possibly ever. Uh, you know, you think of Jamarcus Russell, and, you know, outside of a few uh, physical attributes, he, you know, Carr's mental game is just, it's amazing, uh, honestly. He's just incredibly smart uh, growing up, you know, being around the NFL and preparing his entire life to be in the NFL. He came out, you know, as smart as most veterans, really. Uh, but, you know, there's there's a lot of good things you could say about Derek. And uh, I think a lot of the faults that he found last season, you could attribute a large amount of them to the team around him. Uh, you know, it was a very talent-depleted roster. What do you think but, Carr's ceiling is? I I think he could be a better Joe Flacco. Uh, I, wow. I'd say top top ten, top five. You know, if the team does he have Flacco's arm? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He, I he mean, Flacco ha- has an you know throws an incredible deep ball. Yeah, no, Carr Carr has the arm. Uh, actually, he was considered, I think, uh, to have the strongest arm in the past like three or so draft classes. So he's definitely got the arm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people. Uh, We'll look at his yards per attempt or so, and uh, they think that he's, you know, scared to throw downfield, which is actually surprisingly not true. Um, he went down the field, I think, 70-plus times he threw over 20 yards last season. Uh, you know, but there was an accuracy issue, you know, coupled with just bad receivers, and uh, it had, it certainly, it made it look worse than it really was. Um, but, you know, with this year's better receiving core, we're hoping, you know, at different style offense, we're hoping that uh, they can they can improve in that area. But yeah, he's got a cannon. I mean, his arm strength is elite. So let's let's talk about that different style offense for a second. Um, Greg Olson, the uh, offense coordinator who left, you know, one one thing that he was very good at, I think, was was developing young quarterbacks. Uh, as an example, Josh Freeman in Tampa um, under Olson was you know a pro bowler and then he left and, and Freeman was soon out of the NFL yeah and um, so the the Raiders have lost Greg Olson they've replaced him with Bill Musgrave who I, I think was uh, he was quarterbacks coach last year or something for, yeah uh, for the yeah. Eagles yeah, um, yeah. But, but I can tell I'm a Vikings fan so I saw uh, Musgrave uh, the last time he was an offensive coordinator for three years with the Vikings from 2011 to 2013 and that offense was a very conservative ball control offense. Now, part of it is yes. the personnel. You know, he had Adrian Peterson uh, at the apex of his powers running, you know, for over 2,000 yards. And he had Christian Ponder at quarterback. Um, but if but if you look at what the Raiders have, you know, the Raiders do not have any kind of a, an established running game. And, and their biggest talent, it looks like, is going to be on the outside with Amari Cooper and, and, you know, hopefully with the developing Derek Carr. So So what kind of offense is Bill Musgrave putting together? Uh, he, he has stated as soon as he came onto the team, you know, obviously until it's, until we see the team on the field, you know, we don't really know. Uh, the first thing he said, you know, once we hired him, once the Raiders hired him was, I'm going to take what I learned in Philly. We're going to, you know, we're going to tailor this offense to Carr and we're going to run a hurry up, no huddle, you know, just basically what he did in Fresno, really. Um, and you know, that's promising if they actually do it and they do it well. 
Uh, and in that situation, uh, I think it's more often not there's a good chance that Carr would be calling the plays, which he did all throughout college. Um, so that, that bodes well, because while I know that Musgrave can be creative as far as packages and play design, I know that his play calling is is poor, really. Uh, but Carr has always excelled in that area. Um, so that's that looks promising if all goes right. What about the defense? I mean, it's interesting that team people talk about building through the lines or you know the the, the offensive line in the front seven, and really uh, it's impossible to argue, right? That's real where the Raiders' strength lies. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Donald Penn. I think people don't realize how good he is, right? Um, yeah, uh, yep. you know Hudson at center now, and obviously yep. uh, Justin Tuck and Dan Williams and 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 Khalil yep. Mack, who's going to become. Uh, if he's not already, you know, a real household name probably this year, yep. uh, is, was, is that a conscious thing? Cause it seems like the exact opposite of like an Al Davis Raiders team, like building through the non-skill position players. You know, uh, I think, uh, I, that was a big part of what, when McKenzie first walked in was, uh, winning through the trenches. So, you know, it took a while to get there. Um, but the team looks solid. Obviously, uh, the, the Raiders have some question marks on the offensive line as far as uh, right tackle and right guard go. Uh, but the D-line looks good. Uh, they're talking about actually moving Mack to uh, defensive end, uh, which, you know, would be interesting. They're basically planning on just rushing him every down. Uh, so he's he's bigger this year. He's put on a good amount of weight or muscle. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Hudson was, in my opinion, just a great signing. Uh, you know, he's he's an elite center. Uh, and he's young, he's gotten better every year. Uh, so I think, you know, when we first signed him, it was, I think, the highest paid center in the NFL. And then like the day after, somebody signed uh, another center to a bigger contract. So, you know, I, I actually think the contract was not too bad. Uh, Gabe Jackson, you know, there's been high praise for him. Uh, he was considered uh, second or third best guard. I know there's Batonio and uh one other and Jackson's right on that level. Uh, you know, he got he got some credit when he was manhandling JJ Watt for an entire Texans game. I think he held JJ Watt to his worst game of the season. So, you know, he's he's got talent, you know, he's a good worker. And then Penn, uh, he he blew everybody away with his play last season. I don't think anybody expected him to be as good as he was. But then on the defensive line, you know, you've got Justin Tuck and you've got Justin Ellis and you've got Dan Williams. Uh and while, you know, Tuck's getting older uh, his role in the team as far as leadership and everything, uh, is just, it's incredibly important and he's, he's been great for the team. Uh, Dan Williams, I, you know, we're not, I don't expect the Raiders to have a lot of pass rush up the middle, uh, especially with, uh, Curtis Lofton as the middle linebacker. But, uh, you know, I think it'll be a team that's incredibly hard to run against. Uh, I, you know, first, nobody runs against Mac. Like there was nobody that could do it last season. Uh, and then you have Dan Williams and Justin Ellis, who uh, are just great run block or uh, run defenders. But uh, I mean, the front seven as a whole and the linebacking core is deep. The the, the defense, the front seven looks good. Uh, the defense. Are you a little nervous. Field. You mentioned you mentioned Curtis Lofton. He had a really bad year last year, and then you guys yeah, yeah. signed him. You, you know, aging middle linebackers are, are you know they're kind of like running backs nowadays, where sometimes they're just shot and you don't realize it yet. Yeah. Well. We had Miles Burris back there last season, uh, who was, by all accounts, the worst starter in the NFL last season at any position. Any position. He was just, he was horrible. <laughs> like, there's really no way to sugarcoat how bad he was. Um, 
and I think he was, you know, on uh, PFF, the lowest rated player in the NFL. Wow. By like by a by a good amount. So you know, Lofton, even after a bad season, you know, now that he's playing with better linebackers uh, on the Raiders, hopefully he picks it up a bit. But he's still an upgrade over Burris. Um, but you know, I don't think I don't think the Raiders plan on asking him to do much other than you know, direct the defense, which, you know, he's supposedly pretty good at, and, uh, you know, just hold down the middle of the field on run plays. Um, well, I think, you know, they'll you know, swap him out on passing downs and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, if the team utilizes him to his strengths correctly, uh, he'll have a better season than he did last year. All right, well, you talked a little bit about the front seven, uh, I think intentionally, because the secondary does not look good. Uh, it, no. it wasn't good last year, and, you know, it, it blows my mind that Charles Woodson is still playing. My my oldest cousin went to Michigan with him. Um, she's in her 40s now, so I don't know how old he is. I assume he's like 39 or 40 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they I think they have Nate Allen, who was bad in Philly. Uh, yeah, he, he came along, along with the offensive coordinator for some reason. Uh, you know, what what reason do you have why you know Philip Rivers and Peyton Manning and and even Alex Smith frankly is not just gonna you know throw for three hundred yards and four touchdowns every time they play Oakland? You know I think while Nate Allen has flaws, I think uh, just the Philly backfield was was bad. Like <laughs> I know the Raiders one isn't much better, but uh, it was just it was not good. And I think he was probably one of the better players on that backfield. Um, but you know he's he's a guy in his prime, uh, really, who hopefully you know can just improve. That's what you're hoping for when you bring in guys that are 27, 28 years old. You're like you know this is the prime of their careers physically. So let's hope that we can you know teach them and just that they'll improve. Um, nobody knows what to expect out of Nate Allen. Uh, Charles Woodson last year at times was a liability. At times was just great. Uh, his age, you can tell, is there. Uh, there's a lot of missed tackles uh, that needs to be fixed, really. You can't have that. I mean, between Woodson and Burris, every game, there's just, I'm sorry, yeah, there's just, there's too many tackles missed. Um, so that needs to be fixed up. Uh, but, you know, the safeties, they're weak. Uh, probably, uh, it's certainly not a strength. Um, and the cornerbacks are young. I mean, I'll hesitate to say the cornerbacks are weak because they're young. We don't know what we're going to get out of them. Um, but, you know, the cornerbacks are going up against some pretty good receivers right now in Amari Cooper and uh, Michael Crabtree and Rod Streeter. Uh, so hopefully having, you know, good players on the opposite side of the ball just has that that effect on them where, you know, they'll up their game. But uh, DJ Hayden, uh, our first-round pick from 2012 or so, uh, he's – been hit and miss, you know, uh, they're expecting, they were expecting him to really take the job this offseason, and he hasn't done it, Keith McGill, uh, who we drafted last year, has come in, and uh, I believe he's getting first team snaps, and uh, Hayden's been relegated to second, uh, but you know, TJ Carey was a standout seventh round pick uh, that we drafted last year, who just surprised everybody by how good he was, um, so the the backfield is you know arguably the weakest part of our team uh you know outside of maybe the right side of the offensive line but you know hopefully the front seven of the defense can make up for that really by just being 
really stout against the run and uh, getting to the quarterback in a hurry. Well, look, if they hold Peyton Manning to under 40 points, it'll be an improvement on last year. So uh, why don't we uh, – uh, one of the things we like to do on the podcast is uh, we do the Mike and the Mad Dog. We run through the schedule. So okay. uh, Akiva's going to run you through the uh, the Raiders schedule this year, and you just tell us each game if you see it as a win, if you see it as a loss. And, uh, All right. Okay, so you guys start off with two home games. Look at that. Yes. Uh, you start off hosting Cincinnati. Yes. Uh, so we ended our last three home games last season with three wins. Yeah, right? but you That's didn't play a team as good yeah. as the Bengals, right? Uh, well, it depends, really. Uh, the Bills... I mean, the Chiefs were good, but I think, if I remember, it was the Niners who were shot at that point, and... Well, that's Buffalo. what's interesting is when we played them, the Bills, the Niners, and the Chiefs were all in contention for the playoffs, and we knocked them out all three games. Um, but I think we could take the Bengals at home. Uh, I think it's going to be insane in that environment this season. Uh, so I, I would hesitantly call that a win, especially since the Bengals have only beat us at home once in their entire history, and that was in L.A., so they've never beaten us at, in Oakland. Wow. Uh, by, by the way, it's worth asking just because I noticed uh, with previous guests already. Like, are you from? Are you a Raiders fan because you're from the Bay Area or other? I'm actually I'm from uh, Fresno, so not the Bay okay. Area. Yeah. Because you have some random. Like, we had a guy who's a Titans fan, and he's from. Uh, he's never been in Tennessee. All right, guys. <laughs> so they're one and zero, and then you host Baltimore. That's a loss. Uh, I'll call that straight. I don't think they're going to win that game now. Okay, fair enough. And then they go away for Cleveland and Chicago. Uh, both of which are winnable, in my opinion. So you're gonna, uh, Cleveland, are you giving them both? Are you giving them both? Yes, yes. I Cleveland beat us last year, uh, you know, pretty handily actually. But I'm expecting the defense to be much more stout this season. So I don't think Cleveland will be able to move at all against us. So the, all right, now Jaden. So, so, the, so the Oakland Raiders are going to match last season's win total by week yes, four. in the first four uh, by weeks. October fourth, okay. and no, then it gets ugly. Jaden, the October 11th, you got you got a. Uh, Jim Nance and Phil Sims. Well, come, you know, coming to, come to the O.co or wherever you guys play with uh, with 4-0 Peyton Manning coming to town against the 3-1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a win? Uh, no, that's not a win. Biggest no. That would be the biggest Raiders no. game in years, no? No. Yeah, I mean, it, that it would be, but it's if not. It's a hypothetical I don't, scenario. Yeah, I don't think the Raiders are going to take the Broncos uh, this season at all. So okay, so then they get they get a a, a week's reprieve on a bye, and then they go to yes. San Diego at three and two. I think they'll lose the first San Diego game. Okay, then they come back home uh, and host my beloved Jets on November first. Oh, that's such a toss up. Honestly, the Jets are such a different team. Um, Their quarterback is still Geno or Ryan. That's that's very true. Uh, I. I'm hesitant to call that a win because, you know, it's the Jets' defensive backfield is just so good right now, um, and we don't know how. I mean, last season, Dino even managed to play well against our defense, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm going to go ahead and call that a loss. Oh wow! So three yeah. and four, and then you guys yeah. go to Pittsburgh. That's that's another toss up, which is weird to say. But Pittsburgh just always seems to lay down and die against teams that they should beat. Uh, <laughs> so I don't want to call that a win. We'll go with a loss on that. But I think it'll right, be. So a now good you're game. all the way down to three and five. Three and, and host, five. Uh, yes. You host Chester's Minnesota Vikings. Yes, that's a win. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you didn't even hesitate for that one. Nope. Nope. Not buying Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, no, no, no. Car's the better quarterback. The return of Adrian <laughs> Peterson. 
Okay, so now you're four and five, and you got a tough, tough stretch uh, at Detroit. Yes. Uh, you know, I think with the loss of their defensive starters, I don't know what to expect out of Detroit, but Stafford, mm-hmm. I think, with Johnson would abuse our backfield. Uh, so I, I'll give that to Detroit. All right, so you're four and six, and then at Tennessee. That's a win. Okay, I, I'll have you know that we spoke to the Tennessee guy, and he didn't agree. To be fair to Jaden, everybody we've spoken to has marked the Oakland games on their calendar as wins. There That's you go. <laughs> there you go. We're, well, the, really, the, one of the purposes of this is to see, like, there's not going to be a single team under 500 when we do this with every single person. <laughs> this exercise is really Well, I mean, we're, we're making it there. Yeah, so we are headed there, it's right? it's a bit more so realistic. Yeah, right now you're five and six. Five and six. And then they host the Chiefs. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to count the first one as a loss. Uh, I think they'll be riding Jamal Charles into the ground at that point. Uh, so I expect him to get a lot of playtime against the Raiders. Uh, so I'll go ahead and mark us as losing that. Okay, so you're 5-7, and seven, and then you go to Denver, and you're already said up to that. That's a loss, yeah. yeah. All right, now you have a, the, the really, your your schedule after that Detroit game is brutal. You guys got to get to 11-0 yeah, and 0 yeah. to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so uh, hosting the Packers. That's a loss. And then hosting the Chargers. That'll be a win. Okay, so what, am I crazy? Is that 6-9? and nine? Am I, That is am I, six. I believe that's six and nine. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and then the last game, the Chiefs on the road. Maybe the Chiefs needed at nine and six or eight and seven. Uh, I'm going to count that as another win. Oh boy! Uh, at that point, yes. At that point, I think uh, Charles. I think I, I think he's going to be used a little too much at that point, probably. Uh, and Alex Smith instills fear in nobody. So uh, mm. I'll go ahead and say the Raiders win that one, even on the road. All right, so with seven nine Raiders are probably seven gonna have the second in the draft according to our uh, everyone's prediction. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> seven seven and nine though, you know that would be a big improvement. That's now. that's an improvement. Yeah, you, that's what we're looking for. Would you for. sign right now, Jaden, for seven and nine? I would, yes. You would, even though it means I not would. making the playoffs, unless you're in the yes. NFC South. Okay. I would for this season, yes. I would be improvement is improvement. Uh, right. You know, we've seen, you know, the roster looks better. Hopefully, they can play up to that. Is really what I'm looking for. Seven and nine would mean David Carr probably played very well. Derek Carr. Derek. <laughs> no, uh, don't worry. Everybody makes that mistake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, it actually. I hopefully I actually have him predicted for something around uh, thirty-seven hundred yards this season. Oh so, wow! Yes. Uh, dra- dra- so you're saying in a two QB fantasy league, you should be looking for Derek Carr. I'm. I, a lot of people might think I'm crazy, but I'm going thirty-seven hundred yards and something around twenty-eight touchdowns for him this season. All right. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. You know what? But if maybe he's QB one. Yeah. You know, if he's playing in an offense he's comfortable in, and he's got Cooper and Crabtree and Streeter back there instead of Jones and Andre Holmes, then you know I got to give him a good amount of production. All right. Well, Jaden Watts, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Uh, thank you for having that, me. Uh, Jack Del Rio, Derek Carr, and the Oakland Raiders are going to turn it around. Uh, this is Alexander Chester and Akiva Wieneker for. But Jaden, what's your Twitter handle? Days. Uh, my Twitter handle is at JD Watts Official. Okay. Oh, so you're the official JD Watts. I am the official so one. Yes. I've, I've, been ta- I've been talking to the other one, but um, he's uh, you know what? He's an imitator. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He he, he, t- <laughs> he told me that Teddy Bridgewater is better than uh than uh, Derek Carr. So. Uh, you know, I'll have some words for him later. <laughs> All right, well, anyways, <laughs> th- thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, right. and good luck to your Raiders, except uh, in Week 10, and uh, we'll right, save good. for Akiva in Week 8. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'll, 
I will be there booing extra hard just for you. So well, thank you. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Once again, this is Alex Chester and Akiba Winokur, 32 fans in 32 days. That was Jaden Watts with the 29th ranked Oakland Raiders. And that means that tomorrow we will have the 28th ranked Washington Dan Snyder Foreskins. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you want to call them, Akiba? Uh, I don't know. We'll think of something clever by tomorrow. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.